Hello, everyone, and welcome to the May edition of the Future of Retail Mesa Committee. My name is Bob Nelson. I am the Chamber's liaison to the committee. And today we are doing a virtual session with Adele Linton. Adele is the owner of Union Jack Media here in Mesa, uh, photography and video for business. Welcome, Adele. Thank you. Uh, and Adele's going to talk today about, well, photography. Imagine that. <laughs> um, so Adele, why don't you go ahead and I'll just turn it over to you and go to town. Awesome. Thank you. I appreciate the introduction. All right. Let me share my screen. Can you see this? Yes, ma'am. Awesome. Can you see this? I can. All right. Cool. Um, as Bob said, I am Adele and I'm the owner of Union Jack Media. I am also an ambassador with the Mesa Chamber and I also participate in a program with the City of Mesa where I offer my video and photo services to small businesses in Mesa. Um, basically, I do interview style and about us style videos as well as headshots in corporate settings or fun lifestyle settings, and of course, food and product photography. And I also have a background in graphic design, so I am all around creative. All right. This is just a snapshot of my website and my Instagram feed. Um, I kind of do a little bit of everything, as you can see here. Um, these are a couple examples of product photography that I did for a company called Island Wildflower. She basically finds and thrifts fun pieces like these and cleans them up before reselling them. She was a client through the Business Builder program, and I personally loved working with these pieces. These are more on the food side of things, but these were taken for Turnum Red Seasonings. And I wanted to showcase the main ingredients of the seasonings to make them look as appealing and yummy as possible. And they were very thrilled with the outcome. Um, and I'll actually be using them as an example throughout this presentation. I was gonna say, um, can we ask questions while we're going through the presentation or would you prefer- Absolutely. Okay. Yes, so talk to me a little bit about your placement because especially in this picture, Mm -hmm. So you've obviously pulled in a couple of the elements that make up the seasonings and, and integrated them into the photo. Um, talk about that a little bit and why you did that and what that what the purpose of that is. Um, I think that when you're looking through somebody's website, especially food related things, instead of having to read all of the ingredients and do more work as the viewer, it kind of just gives you like a snapshot of what it's going to taste like. So I wanted to bring in the fresh ingredients to kind of just give more of a visual representation of what it tastes like. Um, as far as the placement, um, I kind of just played around with it, to be honest. I took a, a bunch of different shots and different angles, and it kind of just, I wanted the shape to kind of go down like that because that's usually how your eye naturally reads something. So you're kind of going to look at the top of the bottle and then make your way down to the ingredients. So it's almost like, I mean, I, especially on the left, the hazy midnight, I mean, that looks very much like a cornucopia of content coming out of the back from behind the bottle. 
mm-hmm. kind of spilling out into the front where you can see it. Um, conscious choice, intentional. Yes and no. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, I wanted it to look like that, but like placing those coffee beans on the brown sugar was very difficult, and they kind of just went wherever they wanted. Um, and I didn't want it to look super precise because then it looks a little fake. I kind of wanted it to look like, yeah, it's flowing out and it was kind of like spilled, I guess. Okay. And how long typically did it take you to set up um, each one of these shots? Was it a pretty long process? Was it quick? Was it? Yeah, it depends on the product. So the the fresh fruit, like obviously you have to cut it and make sure that the pieces look fresh. Um, I mean, you don't want to pick anything with bruises on it. I mean, for my knowledge and expertise in Photoshop, it's easy for me to Photoshop out imperfections. But if you're not good at that, then I suggest picking out, you know, the freshest um, possible. Now on the other side, brown sugar is kind of moldable which I didn't really know until I started playing with this it was like a little the molasses the moisture in there so it almost like stuck so that was a little more difficult to work with and of course the beans rolling all over the place um made it a little bit more difficult and then cleaning up like you had to clean up everything on there between the shots so if there's any like lime juice that's come out obviously you got to wipe that down and then the brown sugar just got everywhere but, you know, I, for me, because I've been doing this for a long time, it was probably, I probably spent like 15 minutes per seasoning on this. Okay. And it, so if I'm, if I'm just, let's say I'm the retailer, I'm, I'm selling Turn Red and I want to showcase that. Um, I don't necessarily need to go the nine yards um, or the full 10 yards to get to this level of like display. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can still basically utilizing the bottle, a decent little sort of foreground, I can still present that product pretty decently, right? Yeah, I I don't think that the props are necessary. I think it just gives it a little bit extra flair. Well, that that would be the difference between me as the retailer and, and you as the professional, right? That's the right. that added value that you bring as the yes. professional. Okay. Exactly. Yeah, and I'm going to show some examples of what they had before. Okay. And then a cell phone version of this. And then obviously compared to something like this as well. All right. Rock on. All right. All right. So basically today we're going over how you use your products in your store to drive social media marketing efforts. Um, obviously there's the products in your store, um, if you have a physical store and you're going to display them in a way that looks nice. I'm not by any means an expert in in in-person displays. Um, and then there's showcasing your products online, which is what I have a lot more knowledge about. Um, this is basically how they have posted their stuff on their website, which I think cohesively looks great. Um, It is important to make all of your images look consistent. Um, You know, when I cropped these images, I made sure that the subtitle where it says like Tuscan Evening and Western Dawn, 
that they were in the exact same spot um, and making sure that it's, you know, the same gray color in the background as well. Sometimes, um, especially with cell phones, if there's green colors, it can kind of change the hue to be more cool or warm. So you have to make sure that when you're editing that it all looks consistent. Okay. All right, so like I mentioned before, this is the same image that I took um, that I showed you earlier, but taken with my iPhone. So I think this is probably the most basic way that you can take a photo with it looking as professional as possible. Um, I still have the backdrop set up, which I'll show you a picture of more of a broad um, photo of what that looks like in a little bit. And in comparison to actually having a real expensive camera. <laughs> so while they look like the same image, you can see some differences. Um, you can see the bottom of, well, what's supposed to be wood looks more blurred out in the foreground, as well as the apples a little bit more blurred out. So it gives it a little bit more crispness on the actual seasoning product. Um, other than that, I feel like it looks pretty similar. Like it's still a very sharp image. It gets the point across, um, especially when you have something displayed on your website. It's going to be like this big. It's not going to be a full screen of something. So it's not as noticeable. Um, the other thing is if you do want to get into editing, you can kind of see on the cell phone side, there's like a little red dot on the guy or a little white dot on the guy's red shirt. So things like that, I get to clean up um, when I take it into Photoshop. But unless you're nitpicky like me, I don't think anybody would um, see something like that. Which is why you're the professional. <laughs> yes. So yes. If, if I'm, and obviously this being a seasoning product, so this being a food product really, um, the, the picture is, it's a lot less, I mean, you have to do a little bit, I'm trying to figure out the right words to ask here because it's not something like, oh, I see that shirt. I like that design. This is like a seasoning product. I can't really taste that product through the through the screen. Um, but I have the visual cues. So I have the apple and I have the is it the jalapeno? Um, yeah. to kind of to kind of show me that there's apple and jalapeno in the seasoning. Um, which I think it was was the whole point of the sort of accessories, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, but I noticed that on the professional side, so on your camera side, you're you're giving that bottle a little bit of depth, like it's popping out from that background a little bit, right? Center it a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, can you can an iPhone do that, or are you pretty much? I mean, is that kind of the delimiter between the iPhone and and you know a, a Nikon, whatever? Yeah, you can. <clears throat> um, I was going to get into that a little bit later but if you use something like portrait mode on your iphone you can get a similar effect however it's not exactly precise because it basically predicts what you want to be in focus and then blurs everything else out so you can have kind of like rigid lines mm. on where that blur starts so it can kind of cut out things that you don't want it to cut out um again if it's an image that is showing up pretty small on your 
phone, then that's fine. But if it's, you know, like this, where you can see it large, then, you know, it is always better to do it with a professional camera. But that's kind of why I chose on the cell phone side to not do it in portrait mode because it's not exactly precise. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So with that, I don't know if my face is covering um, top of the second image here, but if you open up portrait mode on an iPhone, you'll see that little F in the upper right corner. And when you tap on that, you can use the slider, which you'll see on the second image, um, to go left and right. So basically, if you make that number smaller, then the background will be more blurred. And if you move it to a larger number, the opposite happens where the background is less blurred. So that gives you a little bit more control over how blurred out it is. If you do it less blurred, then you'll probably have more control over those rigid lines, um, but it won't be as, I guess, intense of a blur. Um, another thing that I think a lot of people know, but I'm surprised at the amount that don't, so you can actually change the brightness while you're taking the photo or right before you take the photo. So if you tap on your screen, you'll see that little sunshine. And then on the second image, you can see a slider comes up. So you can move that up and down to change the brightness. And I find that very helpful if you have professional lighting or like a ring light or something like that, because iPhones kind of tend to overexpose. So I like to bring it down. So it gets more of the detail in the shot. Um, this is basically what I use for product photography for anything that's small anyway. Um, you can see um, on the left side, this is what I use. This is the exact thing I ordered off of Amazon. Um, and these are all double-sided. So it was like $45 and it comes with a stand and it's portable. You can take it wherever. And what I love about it is you can spill things on it. You can just wipe it right off. So it's fantastic. <laughs> um, the only thing is with the black background, you can scratch it. So you have to be a little bit careful with some of these. Um, but you can see on the other image um, what it looks like. So I chose to have one texture on the bottom and a second texture up on the top. It also is kind of leaning because I wanted the light to have that kind of dramatic shadow looking thing or reflection on the back going diagonally. Um, it's super easy to use. You can also use it how it is shown in the product photo um, where it's just one sheet and it's got a curve to it. I would only suggest using it like that if you're going to use portrait mode and you can kind of blur out so you can't really see where that line is. Um, yeah. What do we have next? Okay, yes, I was gonna share this image is what they had before they met me. <laughs> so as a photographer, I notice little things and some people might be like, oh, that's great. I'm like, there's some things wrong with this. So if you look at the bottles individually, especially the bottom three, you can tell that 
they're taken at different angles because they're kind of given a different shape where they're bowed in and out. And the caps kind of look like they're all different colors, even though they're the exact same shade of white in, in real life. So some of them look kind of gray, some of them look yellow, some of them look bright white. So that happened because they didn't use consistent settings. So it's not in the exact same place. They're not using the exact same lighting. Um, some of them actually look out of focus. Um, that can be during the picture. It could be saving your images the wrong way in a low quality format and taking a screenshot and then taking another screenshot of your screenshot can kind of dilute that. Um, and obviously this, you've seen this picture already, but just wanted to show the little bit of a glow up here. So if you're, if you're, you know, again, I'm the shop owner and, you know, I'm going to do an afternoon shoot. Um, what should I document for future use so that if I have to come back and I have to shoot more stuff, mm -hmm. like what should I be keeping track of so that I can try and keep that consistent from session to session? Um, for one, I would use a tripod. Um, if you wanted to get lights, well, I suggest using lights no matter what. Some people can get away with using like natural light coming in from your windows, but then you have, you know, difficulties with casting shadows on it. But if you get a light, like a ring light, those usually come with a tripod that you can snap your phone to. Um, I recommend setting everything up and taking pictures. Um, you can also mark a little piece of tape on where your product is to make sure that you get it in the exact same place every time. And something I like to do is if I, you know, if I were to take more pictures for this company, I'd want them to look the same in the future. So I would basically just have that photo pulled up and compare it to the back of my camera um, or my phone and make sure that it looks like it's the, you know, the exact same height. You can also mark your tripod with tape to make sure that is um, at the same spot and make sure that your lights are, you know, angled at the same place, which is why I suggest taking a picture of your whole setup. And same time of day as well. Um, if you have natural light coming in from your store because you took it during the day and then the next time you take it after the sun's gone down, it might not look consistent. Cool. What's next? <laughs> All right, so this is basically what I had personally posted and tagged them in. Um, and they, I'm not 100% sure how to do this part, but they were able to tag um, the product to lead to their store as well, which I think is super helpful. And I personally like posting what I have done for my work and tagging them so that they can share it because that, you know, gives both of us exposure. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about um, kind of what you say in your posts. I like to keep it pretty short and sweet. I think people have really short attention spans like me and also Instagram and Facebook usually only show like the first line maybe into the second line so it's 
pretty important to grab people's attention. I think the image is going to grab the attention first and then be like, oh, what is this? Let me read about it. Um, and as far as hashtags go, I keep it very short. Um, if you use a million hashtags, it just gets kind of diluted and you're not going to really target the right audience and you're going to get people that you know photo of the day and love and things like that it's not really related you're just going to get the wrong wrong audience with that um another thing that you can do with your product images is make flyers um and i love canva as a graphic designer like i have a degree I have been working with different companies for 10 years. So I have a lot of experience with Photoshop and InDesign and all of that. So I always recommend Canva to people who are not really wanting to train in like, you know, the big programs and Canva's free, not affiliated with them. I promise. I just love them. And I use them for some stuff, um, more of like, personal things and like for my band and things like that. And I love them because they have just thousands of templates that you can pick from and you can customize it based on what you want. Like if you want something specific, like an Instagram post, a story, an ad, it'll have the sizes just for that and all the templates. Um, the only thing to be cautious about here is this is free for people to use, which means a lot of people are going to be using it. So try to avoid using um, these templates without making your own customization to it. So even if you picked um, this very first one, you can change the font, you can change the colors, you can swap out that flower image for your product image, things like that, um, just to make you stand out a little bit more and not be the same as everyone else but i love this um and if you want the same um image to be resized all across the board they do that as well there is a paid version of it which i don't personally use but it's just some templates have like a stock image that you might have to buy or it's more of a premium design that's probably more popular that you have to pay extra for that but I think this is a great way for anybody that doesn't want to get into Photoshop because it's very, very, very easy to use. But that might be for me since I am familiar with uh, Photoshop and things like that. And other than that, play around. Just be creative and, and have fun. If you have questions, I would be more than happy to, to help you out and give you any, any tips that you might be looking for. And if it's too much for you, I, of course, will just take over the project for you. <laughs> of course. So um, would you talk to us a little bit about too many images? So how can, because, you know, everybody talks about how the web is so visual now. It's image, 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 image. But is there a point where maybe you saturate your viewer and they become desensitized to the images? Should you be a little more selective in the images that you present? Good question. Um, I've learned from um, a lot of social media 
um, experts, but it's good to follow the 80-20 rule of 80% of the time. Well, there's actually two of them. So 80% of the time for one, if it is a business page, 80% of that should be business related things. And 20% of it can be more personal things like come get ready with me this morning, which doesn't really have anything to do with your business, but it shows that you're a human being. And then the second rule of the 80-20 is 80% of that should just be authentic you what you do and 20% of that is trying to make a sale basically so you don't want to be like hounding people with buy my stuff buy my stuff buy my stuff it's just I'm here I'm good at what I do um as far as like repetitive it's it's a little bit difficult to answer because for me my portfolio is just so broad like if you go onto my Instagram you'll see you know couples and a portrait and then you'll see food and then you'll see products and then you'll see a video so I'm very versatile um I wouldn't suggest using the same image over and over again um if you're limited on images at least use a fun design with it or a different type of animation or something like that or go back to Canva and put it in a different template or yeah. <laughs> which is great about Canva. You can actually <laughs> make your design, you can animate the whole thing. So, and it'll just automate it for you. So things will just kind of swipe in, which makes it a little bit more visual for people. Cool. So what for, again, me, the humble shop owner, um, what's the best way to get started? Like I, you know, I'm, I walk in in the morning, I pull up my phone, I look at all the stuff I've got around the store and I'm like, okay, where do I start? Do I need to jump over to Amazon and pick up some stuff or can I, you know, should I just maybe take some shots of some things as they're out or, or kind of what's your thought on that? I think the more professional you can make your products look, the the more people think you take your business seriously. Um, I think it's an option to just dive right in without buying anything. However, I think there's some really affordable things you can get um, just off Amazon. Like I said, like a ring light, I think you can get for $15, $20 that comes with a tripod on it. And, you know, that backdrop kit is... 40 bucks for a lot of options. There's ones that are much cheaper than that. And that's compared to, you know, a two, $3,000 camera. So for me, that's very inexpensive compared to getting the really professional stuff. Um, and you can get obviously bigger. There's some um, products you can get that are like white boxes. If you want just like a plain white background um, especially for if you're listing on Amazon, Walmart, things like that, that you just need it to be crisp and white. Um, but I have to suggest, yes, I think buying at least a backdrop, unless you have a very, like a curtain or a plain wall or like a rustic table or something like that to use in your shop, then I would suggest getting the backdrops. Is there um, is there a strategy difference in how you would present a product 
on your website, say, versus let's say you resell on Amazon? I mean, are we, are we looking at a difference strategically in terms of how the product is displayed or is it pretty universal? Um, I think there's room for more creativity on your website. I think that's where your your branding and your personality comes out versus um, Amazon. I think most people expect to see those plain white backdrops. Um, if you were like a clothing brand, it would probably be most effective to actually have it on a model versus like a mannequin or just laying out the shirt on a backdrop. Um, especially if it's anything that you wear, jewelry or something like that. Like it's people are going to be like, oh, she looks good in that. I'm going to look good in that. But other products, you know, if it's something like seasoning, you want to imagine that on your kitchen counter or in your, your cupboard. So it's, you know, important to simulate that space to help people visualize owning it. Cool. Well, Adele, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, there is a lot for people to chew on. Uh, Yes, unintended uh, in this presentation. And obviously people can get a hold of you at the uh, places you've posted right here on the presentation. So um, anything else before we uh, wrap that up? I think just have fun and don't put too much pressure on yourself. Cool. Yeah. All right, well, thank you. I'm gonna go ahead and stop the recording and uh, we'll be, uh, we'll move right along. Okay, thank you.